Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. If you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Imaginary Guide 8273 It says, Am I the asshole for not wanting to change my clothes for a fourth time, thus ruining our date night? So, my husband, 37 male, let's call him Mark, oh no, and I, 34 female, have been having a few rough years. We got married in the fall of 2019 after being together for five years before then. And of course, a few months after that, the pandemic hit. I had the misfortune of getting a pretty bad case of COVID near the beginning of the pandemic. I was hospitalized for two weeks, which turned into long COVID. I wasn't completely disabled, but dealt with a lot of typical symptoms. Extreme fatigue, brain fog, reduced immune system, generally resulting in several bad infections, etc. I didn't lose my job, but did have to take intermittent FMLA which meant a lot of time without pay. And we racked up 20K in debt between the medical bills not covered by insurance and loss of some of my income. Although I tried to be mindful of my eating, I also gained 45 pounds, thanks to being on antidepressants, several rounds of steroid medication, and not being able to exercise. Through all this, Mark was incredibly loving and supportive. He never said a bad word about my weight, lack of energy or inability to contribute financially at the same level as before. Finally, last summer, I started to feel a lot better and most of the long COVID symptoms subsided. I was able to return to work full time and had energy to work out again. In the past year, we have paid off all of our debts and rebuilt our emergency fund and I have lost 35 of the 45 pounds I gained. My doctor says this is a good place for me to end up. I was borderline underweight before and am now on the slimmer side of a normal and healthy weight. Mark and I hadn't been having many date nights since we got married between the pandemic, my illness, and then for the past year working to get our finances in order. However, to celebrate my birthday, we decided to have a dinner at an upscale bistro and then go to see the Barbie movie. He actually suggested the movie. This was last Saturday. My actual birthday wasn't for a few more days, but we wanted to go on the weekend. I was excited to dress up as most of my clothes had gotten baggy and drab during my illness and weight gain, but I was finally feeling comfortable in my own skin again. I decided to go full Barbie core, pink sleeveless dress fitted at the top and then flared out, and pink kitten heels with a matching bag. The money for the outfit came from a birthday check from my mum. She insisted I spend it on something fun. When I put on the outfit, I felt really pretty for the first time in a long time. Unfortunately and surprisingly, Mark reacted badly to it. He said I looked slutty and attention-seeking and essentially accused me of trying to get the attention of other men and that I should cover up more. I protested because, first of all, we were going to a restaurant, table for two, and a movie theater. 
When exactly was I going to be interacting socially with other men? Also, the outfit was quite dramatic and striking, but it wasn't revealing. Sleeveless dresses are pretty normal date night wear for a hot summer day. And it wasn't low cut. Neckline was at the collarbone and was on the longer side, calf length. But I didn't want to argue, so I put on a black knit cardigan over the dress. Nope, still no dice for Mark. He said it was still attention-seeking. At this point, I really wanted to get going and not miss our reservation, so I gave up on the dress and I changed into fitted jeans and a pastel pink tunic top. Not fitted. Nope, said Mark. I still looked like I was trying to attract other men. So I threw on a hoodie over the top, but then he said I looked sloppy. I was really exasperated by this point and asked if he just wanted to come to my closet and pick an outfit that was acceptable. And he started yelling that I was too stupid to even understand that I was disrespecting him and that I didn't know how to dress myself. Then he said he was going for a drive and going to the movie without me. The tickets were on his phone. He came home after midnight, said he didn't want to talk and that he was going to sleep in the guest room. He has barely spoken to me since. My actual birthday was a couple of days ago and he didn't even acknowledge it. I begged him to please talk to me and tell him what was really going on, but he said he was still too angry. So, am I the arsehole for not trying to change my clothes yet again before our date for my birthday? I still don't know what he was really upset about or what sort of outfit would have been acceptable. And no, he's never once tried to make rules about what I could wear or commented at all on my clothes except to tell me that I look nice or that he likes certain colors on me. This really came out of nowhere as far as I can tell. And again, he selected the Barbie movie and planned the date, so it's not like I was strong-arming him into plans he didn't want. Slutty, attention-seeking, sloppy, stupid. Is there a way to come back from that? I couldn't imagine, you know, your partner coming up to you, dressed up, excited to go out for a dinner, for a movie with you, and then saying to them, no, you look slutty and attention-seeking. Holy shit. There is obviously something a lot deeper going on with this person to talk to you in that way, which sounds like it was a 360 from how he was treating you before. And in parts, it almost felt like he wanted to get out by himself for whatever reason. So he was just being absolutely, completely shitty just to leave without you. I mean, I'm going to be interested to see the update on this. But Moo Man Jew says, if my wife asks me, does this look okay? It'd have to be awful for me to say no. I can't imagine telling her she looked slutty. She'd figure out I thought that because I'd be grinning and making stupid suggestive jokes. I'll tell him you will wear what you like and if he doesn't like it, that's a him problem. OP says, I agree, it is at least mostly a him problem. However, he refused to go on a date unless I changed my clothes. So unless I tried to comply, the evening would have been ruined or cancelled, which it ended up anyway. I feel lost says something deeper is going on. Time to have a serious discussion about where you guys are in this relationship. No matter how much my wife were fighting, it will be a truce on a birthday. OP says, the odd thing is we haven't been fighting at all, not a bit was so incredibly loving and supportive while I was ill. Over the past year, we have gradually gotten back to a more even dynamic and I was feeling better and better. Until a week ago, I would have said our relationship was stronger than ever for having gotten through the really tough times. Snapping at me over clothes and then digging in and blowing up both my birthday dinner and my actual birthday definitely came out of nowhere. Anxious Bun says he created a situation where it would be impossible for you to have left the house with him. 
stormed out to go see the Barbie movie alone and didn't come home until after midnight and slept in the guest room. He's cheating and seeing you looking fire that evening probably triggered some realizations that he can't continue to have his cake and eat it too. Kazo Bomber says, not the arsehole, it sounds like your real birthday was actually a couple of days after the blow up, so he went no contact with you for six days, which meant he never wished you happy birthday. Hmm. If this had been me, I would have a size 7 Adidas shoe firmly embedded up my butt. Just saying, go out with friends and celebrate a belated birthday. Opie says, yes, that's right. He completely ignored my actual birthday. I even tried to talk to him when I saw him in passing and said, hey, I'm not sure what happened the other day, but hoping we can at least call a truce, given that it's my actual birthday. Want me to order us some takeout and a small cake so we can celebrate. My treat. He said he was too angry and not ready to talk to me. He didn't wish me a happy birthday or even get me a card. Cultural Emu says there are a bunch of classic red flags for cheating. Making fights for no reason. Sudden change in behavior. Accusing you of being untrustworthy out of the blue. This is projection. Avoiding a day when you would usually have sex, your birthday, and finding a reason not to because he is emotionally attached to someone else. He could have planned the romantic date out of guilt. Sudden love bombing is another red flag. If I was a judge, I would grant you a search warrant, not the arsehole. And one more comment from Riv's mama who says, dude, read that back to yourself, out loud if you have to. Are you an arsehole for wanting to wear a fun dress out with your husband on a date? your birthday no you are not he called you stupid berated you accused you of being promiscuous at the worst and attention seeking at the least and he intentionally ruined your night it seems as if you feel gratitude towards him for supporting you through covid and because of that maybe you're overlooking behaviors that really aren't okay he treated you horribly and for absolutely no reason if this was completely out of left field fine but if this is how he treats you on a regular basis is a bad husband. OP says, all very true. I definitely do feel grateful for the way he stuck by me and took care of me for two and a half years, no less. After we'd only been married a few months before then, and when it wasn't clear, I'd ever really fully recover. At the same, that doesn't give him latitude to call me names and treat me badly now. If he needed support for his own issues or to take some time to attend his own physical and mental health after prioritizing mine for so long, that would be completely understandable. This really was the first time he acted this way, and I don't know if a lot of stress was just building for a long time, or if he was just having an extremely bad day or what. One thing is for certain, this absolutely cannot become a pattern if I'm going to stay in the marriage. But OP does come in with an update and says, husband was going to take me to dinner and to see the Barbie movie a couple of weeks ago, but demanded I change my Barbie call pink, but otherwise modest dress through several more iterations of changes that were still not acceptable and then he stormed out and after that didn't speak to me for close to a week saying he was too angry to talk about what i did wrong as for the update i did end up going to my mum's place of the weekend last weekend and had a nice girls weekend with my mum and sister we did see the movie on saturday got to wear my original planned outfit yay <laughs> and then got brunch and had a fun salon outing on sunday Late afternoon Sunday, I text Mark, my husband, to say I was coming home in a couple of hours and that I hoped he would be ready to talk then. But I would gladly hear him out regarding anything that had been upsetting him. But I really couldn't take the silent treatment anymore as it had been over a week by then. He just texts back, okay. We did talk after I got home and boy, it was a doozy. It turns out Mark has had building resentment for years. 
since I first got sick with COVID nearly three and a half years ago now. Not so much in the first few months, but when it was clear my illness had turned into long COVID and an ongoing disability. He started to feel very put upon due to my not being able to generate as much income, not being able to do my share of the housework and cooking, etc. He put up a good front because he knew it wouldn't be fair to take it out on me, especially when he could see I was doing my best to get better and to do what I could do on my better days. But ultimately, he got very burned out. And then after a year or so, started seeking outlets, as in other women. He said at first it was just basically anonymous online sexting because the pandemic was still raging. But by early last year, he had formed an online emotional connection with someone in the area. Umi had eventually met in person for a physical affair. Someone he is in love with now and still seeing. He said he has been trying to figure out what to do, especially as I have been getting better over the past year. Lost most of the weight I gained, got back to fulfilling all my responsibilities at work and home, etc. But when I walked out in my Barbie core dress, expecting to have a romantic birthday date, he just couldn't do it. He couldn't go out and pretend to love me and be celebratory when he wanted to be with someone else. So he picked a fight, one I couldn't win. And then yes, when he walked out, he did take his affair partner to dinner and the movie instead. The thing is, I do understand him seeking some kind of outlet. I was sick for years and between physical ailments and brain fog, wasn't able to participate consistently in the marriage on any level. Not as an equal partner. We'd only been married a few months when I got sick, so it's not even like we had a lot of shared history to fall back on. I'm sure he must have felt exhausted, stressed, and lonely, especially as it wasn't certain that I'd be able to recover at all. I asked if he would consider marriage counseling and recommitting to our marriage, but he said sadly that his heart had moved on. He did say he was sorry, that he never meant to fall in love with someone else and he was just trying to be less lonely, that I didn't deserve this, that I especially didn't deserve the way he treated me a couple of weeks ago. So I guess divorce it is. I don't expect it will be very dramatic. We've been talking a lot over the past week, no more silent treatment, to figure out how to divide stuff and try to make things cordial. In the end, I don't even think he is an arsehole, maybe for the way he acted surrounding my birthday. But overall, I think he is just a human being who eventually broke down from stress and loneliness. I do wish him well. I'm also grateful that at least I am healthy again for whatever life is next in store for me. I got no doubt being a caregiver is absolutely draining. It can burn you out, but it's not an excuse to cheat on your wife. So please don't consider that as understandable. He said those vows in sickness and in health. They're there for a reason. And you deserve just so much more than that. So please don't let him, you know, convince you that he's not a bad guy in this situation because he is an arsehole. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And our next story is from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from Spirited Block 6783 and says, Am I the for saying my wife will have to quit her job if we get booted from another daycare? My wife and I have a three-year-old daughter, Alexis. Both of us work and Alexis has attended daycare since she was one. In the two years since, we've been asked to leave two programs because my wife is a micromanager. I admit both of us went into the first program not really understanding daycare. I quickly learned that they can't provide personalized care and after learning from her teachers, I reset my expectations. My wife, however, has a lot of anxiety and worries about our daughter. She hates when she gets even a little upset. She's in therapy, and is working on it. First program, my wife would constantly watch the live feed and call her daycare multiple times a day. Had several talks about it and the school talked to us twice. My wife ended up screaming at one of the teachers and then the director. We were terminated immediately. Second daycare was a little better because my wife began therapy, but my wife was still so nervous and had a complaint every single day. These were not important things. More things like she saw another child took a toy from Alexis and she would cry. The teacher would give the toy back to Alexis, but my wife didn't understand why the other child wasn't punished for it. This daycare didn't kick us out, but did eventually suggest that this may not be the best program for us. My wife and I decided to pull Alexis out. My wife because of her anxiety, myself because I knew my wife had burned bridges and was becoming one of those mums. We chose a smaller home daycare this time as we couldn't afford another center. The woman who owns it is very nice but also firm. She stands by her boundaries and won't let my wife break any rules, whereas the centers were definitely more accommodating. My wife would take any inch she got. This time, she doesn't get that opportunity. I thought all was well as the owner only speaks to my wife for the most part. Then I get put in a group text saying my wife has been bombarding the owner with texts every day despite the owner saying she will text her at lunch when things are settled. She said at this point, she will only be responding at specific times of the day and not looking the rest. The owner then added and sent several pages of the contract with passages highlighted, reminding us of certain policies my wife had violated. I was pissed. When Alexis went to bed that night, my wife and I talked. I said this was our last option for daycare. The other centers are too expensive and this was the only home daycare in the area that we like and nanny is not in our budget. My wife made a million excuses, including that it's not her fault she's anxious. I said if we were asked to leave this program too, my wife will be the one quitting her job to watch Alexis, not me. This upset my wife. I pointed out I've spoken to her kindly about this plenty of times. I encourage her to keep her therapy, but she can't keep getting us kicked out of programs. My wife is now not speaking to me. Am I the arsehole? Edit, I cannot be the primary contact for daycare due to not being able to have my phone on me at work. Now, I kind of, I kind of feel like the only thing you can do is really escalate the, the help that your wife 
needs at this moment because it clearly needs to be stopped ASAP. It's not going to help your daughter. Your daughter's going to be picking up on this and not just the anxiety, but in her school life as well. I just really don't feel like, you know, your wife quitting her job and staying home is going to help Alexis in any way either, especially with currently the way your wife is. And I mean that with respect. Sandmint says, not the arsehole, your wife is harassing and abusing the daycare workers. She needs to be in therapy and you both need to be in counseling together. She needs to talk to a doctor about postpartum anxiety. This isn't healthy or livable and she likely needs more than just talk therapy. Next commenter says, not the arsehole, this needs to be nipped now. Your daughter will be picking up on her mum's anxiety already. Your poor daughter. I grew up with a mum like your wife and it gave me crippling anxiety issues I still struggle with. The wife is a real piece of work for refusing to deal with her issues to your daughter's detriment. She always this selfish. One more comment from Stacy B125 who says, As an early child educator, I'm horrified by your description of your wife's behavior. Unless significant progress is made, she's going to be a complete nightmare when your daughter needs to head to pre-K or kindergarten in the public school system. I once had a kinder student jump off a swing, land funny and got a broken arm. It was a freak thing. I'm picturing your wife responding to such an accident. I also find it ridiculous that she isn't taking responsibility for her actions. She's a grown-ass woman saying it's not my fault after getting her kid kicked out of multiple childcare situations. She may have something to work through and I get that she's in therapy. However, her anxiety isn't a whole pass to treat people like garbage. I think telling her she'd need to be a stay-at-home parent if she burns this last bridge was exceptionally reasonable. I see nothing you could have done differently. If it's not what she wants, she better put a priority on learning some coping skills. It sounds like she's only one outburst away from her kid being kicked out again. Not the arsehole. And I can't help feel but worried still, you know, if she was to quit her job and educate her at home or whatever, that'd still be at the detriment of Alexis in this. That's just kind of my feels anyway. I'm not sure how you feel about that one. Let us know in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories, your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being a part of it. And hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Okay. I know that today will be a good day. Okay. I know that today will be a good day. A, B, C, one, two. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.